Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Shore Thing today. It is May 6th. Warren and Ryan here with you again today. Well, I haven't talked about this yet. We'll talk a little bit about the Aaron Rodgers saga, what is going on there, a little baseball, and then, uh, boy, lots of uh, college NIL laws uh, flying out. States are passing those. Georgia passed one yesterday. Interesting little provision in the uh, Georgia law that I want to talk about a little bit so we'll get to that you can check us out spotify itunes and the iHeartRadio podcast app or iHeartRadio app under the podcast tab as well ryan how is it going everything's going good i don't know if i'm getting older these days are just getting longer but usually by thursday i am ready for the weekend yeah i am uh this week's going by pretty fast for me i think i don't know why no i agree but it's still i'm just like dude i'm tired like i just need to chill yeah, I look forward to sleeping in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, that is, the, that is for sure. Um, one of the things that uh, yesterday was uh, Cinco de Mayo. Man, do white people love celebrating something that has nothing to do with them? I mean, they. <laughs> I think we've probably talked about this before, but anything on the list, just the whites are at it with any celebration. And Cinco de Mayo wasn't really a new thing or whatever, but I don't know. I just I just laugh about it. Cinco de Mayo, St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> whatever you name it, and uh, they take it over. That's for sure. But uh, you know, just always an excuse to uh, you know throw a couple back, eat food that you probably normally eat anyway, whether it be tacos or whatever kind of Mexican food. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, they definitely they definitely love it. But I hate. It. I can't knock it. I can't knock it. Except the one day. You would think they would celebrate. They don't. You know what that it would be? D Day? No, not D Day. Columbus Day. Oh, what? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know how you <laughs> how you celebrate that. Pass out blankets to everybody, or well, we've already know. celebrated it by by <laughs> limiting where Native Americans live. Going so to the casino? How, yeah, yeah. Go to Windstar. Celebrate yeah. by going to Windstar. And but you celebrate by going to Windstar, but protest outside that you got to take the 50 cent annie away because that's garbage that is absolute trash um yeah we've talked about that a lot before how yeah. that is you're better off driving the extra two hours uh to louisiana absolutely then then go into uh then go into uh winstar um but uh yeah all right let's get into the uh NFL here, the big news, obviously, or the big saga going on and doesn't seem like it's going to let up is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We saw, I saw a tweet last Thursday during the show, and then you mentioned it to me afterwards that the 49ers um, offered a trade, Garoppolo, the third-round pick, and a couple other stuff for um, Aaron Rodgers, and they said no. The uh, Packers said no. I thought, even though it was blue checkmark guy, I thought that it was, uh, um, it was still like, oh, this guy's just like, I didn't really believe it, but I guess I, I tend to now, I tend to believe it. And 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 the saga for Aaron Rodgers, he's calling their GM Guten. How do you say his name? Gutenkeist. Gutenkeist. That's a very Green Bay Packers GM name. I will absolutely, say. yeah, German um, Midwestern guy. Yes, a little hefty. Yeah. Um, Gutenkeist calling Just always him Jer- sweaty. <laughs> yeah, he's calling him Jerry Krause to his teammates, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty funny. But as someone pointed out, Jerry Krause at the beginning did engineer those championship teams. Um, so uh, I think he was more going at uh, Jerry Krause towards the end of his time when uh, Jordan was there. But uh, hey, whatever. It's uh, pretty funny, and uh, it doesn't sound like he wants to be back in Green Bay, or that's definitely what the uh, trade wins feel like. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously we went through this, uh, what, beginning of this past season, too, and, uh, you know, then obviously it all came, uh, cooler heads prevailed, and everyone kind of just went back to their corners, Aaron Rodgers got back on the field, you know, because it was, first it was that he didn't wasn't seeing eye-to-eye with, um uh the head coach uh lafleur and he wanted to you know make a couple he wanted to do a couple different things that they were doing 
he again wasn't super happy with front office things like that and then obviously the jordan love thing but this one for whatever reason maybe just recency bias this one seems a little more serious than lassie's like last season i was never like oh yeah he's gonna get traded or he you know whatever they're gonna move him uh you know i was it's, when i was like when it comes down to it aaron Rodgers is gonna be a packer now i don't know uh you know this like i said maybe it's just because this one is a little more recent and and maybe last year I, I felt differently but this one really feels like like he's done like we've seen his last days in green bay um but anybody saying that oh he can just host jeopardy instead and using that as an out like no this guy's going to continue playing football he's going to want to play in the nfc he's going to want to stick it to the packers as many times as possible um so uh like yeah it's 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 a wild ride i don't know how much uh you know everyone always wants to point fingers at his girl uh, she doesn't want to live in Green Bay, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's been going on for a while. I mean, even, even like five or six years where he's just wanted, he's wanted some offensive help, wanted some offensive help. They haven't gotten it for him. Uh, luckily they found a gem in Devonte Adams, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, like I said, I think we've seen Aaron Rodgers' last games in Green Bay. And it's just, uh, I don't see, I'm 50, 50. If he's going to leave, I, I see him holding out into the season. Yeah. I think that's so. I guess I could say I could see. Yeah, I think he's going to hold out into the season because um, I don't think the Packers are going to really trade. Aren't going to trade him. So, but see, here's the thing: like the Packers, they could, they they will if they do trade him, they will get a nice haul. But what they get won't will not replace Aaron Rodgers. For so, sure. like you're, you're you're going you're you're you have a depreciating asset in that sense where whatever you get back, it's not going to replace what you have in Aaron Rodgers. But you are going to get something pretty good, uh, you know. So it's not like you know you're going to trade him for a sixth round pick or something. Like you're going to get multiple firsts. You're probably going to get a good starter, uh, you know, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a, a you know a defensive starter or whatever it may be. Um, which would be hilarious if they traded him for uh, like a top tier wide receiver. I think that would just be hilarious. But either way, like I said, it's you're you're not going to get back what you have. But you know, if you can try to get as close as possible, I think you might as well just go ahead and make the move. Uh, you know, you you if you're the Packers, you're kind of reaping. You have to reap what you sow now, right? Because they took Jordan Love when they traded back into the first round to get Jordan Love rather than than getting him some offensive help. That's all he's ever really wanted was it was you know a, a wide receiver to get him to to you know true number two. And eight of the last nine years, they go defensive player. Actually, nine out of the last ten years, if you count this season's draft, they go defensive player, and then one year is a quarterback that they don't draft a, a defensive player. So, like I say, he I think he has a rightful gripe in that sense, where it's like, hey, what am I supposed to do here? Um, so, uh, if I'm the Packers, I think you just gotta kind of move on and, and cut your losses because this is this is the bed you made. Now you gotta lie in it. I don't think if you're the Packers, you gotta cut your losses. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's like the best, one of the top two, three quarterbacks in the league. Like that's the guy you don't let go. And I know you, they have definitely made a bunch of mistakes. Um, they have not catered to Aaron Rodgers. Like they have not catered to him like other teams cater to their quarterbacks. And I found it interesting that the GM worked under Ted Thompson. And whenever they, Ted Thompson's philosophy for the Packers was players play, coaches coach, and the GMs, they do the, they, they do the GM duties. Like it's your role is pretty pretty defined and that's continued and that's part of the reason why Rodgers has been upset is because they haven't catered to him and I feel like he has a point that you're the quarterback you've been there that long you should probably get a little bit of a catering to you but if you're the Packers how I don't you can't you have to do everything in your mind to try and reap to repair the situation and if that's firing the GM you know what I fire the GM in a heartbeat to keep Aaron Rodgers like you're going to you're going to start Jordan Love like another thing too is like all these trade fake trades coming out or whatever say like the Packers are going to like oh this team trades like the Niners trade Garoppolo to the Packers the Packers don't want your quarterback they are going to play Jordan Love if they trade Aaron Rodgers like they don't want your quarterback back like that's what i don't think people in these trades they're like oh we'll just trade quarterback for quarterback and a couple other receivers or this thing like they don't want they don't want that like they want to see jordan love play if when aaron Rodgers goes like that's the whole point that's why Rodgers is mad but if you're the packers you do everything in your mind to try and get this situation solved because you're not getting another aaron Rodgers. like that's not happening and you have to try to win a super another Super Bowl with him, like you just cannot, 
You have to do everything to keep to have him stay. Like you cannot let him go. I and I think so. You you just can't say, all right, you know what? We try. Let's go. Let's go trade him off. And if he sits out, he's gonna he's gonna pass up fourteen million dollars this year. I don't I don't see that. And then you keep him on the roster next year, even pay him as whatever roster bonus it is, however much that is. Just you just you keep him on the roster. You he plays for the Packers or he doesn't play for anybody else. Is how I look at it. No, I can see that, and I agree uh, to a sense. Like uh, you know, some of these trades I saw, like I saw Washington uh, involved in one. It was like a first and a second. This this upcoming twenty twenty two draft, twenty twenty three draft, both. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Matt Ioannidis. I'm like, the Packers are not going to take Ryan Fitzpatrick. A, they they wouldn't take him. B, I don't think we can trade him because we signed him this offseason, right? I don't think you can trade somebody that you just signed this offseason. Um, no, you can. I think that's just an NBA rule where you have oh, to wait a NBA? certain amount of days to trade someone. But again, like like you said, they're they're not going to take on Ryan Fitzpatrick if they have Jordan Love there. Like it, that that wouldn't happen. Um, but no, so I agree. A lot of these trades. I mean, I would trade my whole next two drafts personally for Aaron Rodgers for the next three or four years of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, you can take the next 14 picks that I have uh, and see if that's that can get the job done. You can rebuild your team through that. Um, but I, I see I, again, I'm 50 50 with you. Whereas where who has the upper hand in this power struggle? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it the Packers? Um, I think if you if you if you fire the GM because Aaron Rodgers asks, you're setting a really bad precedent going forward. Of like, you know, how much power do because I mean, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it in the NBA where NBA stars, they just all of a sudden decide that they don't want to play for a team anymore. And now that's spread across the league a bunch. And now we're seeing it creep into the NFL a little bit uh, where it's doing the same thing. So, I mean, that that could be like a, a potential, you know, spark that starts a whole force fire of star players wanting or lobbying to get their GMs fired or, or player personnel or head coach. I mean, we've seen the head coach want to get fired before, so that's not really a big deal. But when you're talking front office guys that aren't really involved in day-to-day uh, things with the team, as far as, you know, in, in meetings, whatever, uh, I think that could set a bad precedent moving forward and, and really, really ignite something that, uh, that sports hasn't seen before. Yeah. What, but what leverage does Rogers really have here? I'm arguably one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league right now. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> I mean, but, when you're, when you're a top three at the most important position in the sport, uh, I mean, that's, that's some leverage right there. But is it because like I, to me, the Packers have way more le- leverage over Rogers is we're keeping you on our roster. So you're going to, if you, you're going to play for us, you're going to sit out a whole year. Like that's your stand. Like that's the stand. It's we're not trading you. We're keeping you here. And if you don't play, yeah, we'll cast a cloud over the whole season for us. But guess what? They want to see what Jordan Love can do. And Jordan Love will play quarterback and they'll figure that out. And they'll probably be worse than they were with Jordan Love than they are Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers will sit out the season. He'll get the last lap. He'll lose $14 million if he doesn't play. And then the Packers can figure out what they do with Rodgers next offseason. Like, so from a, it's the same, it's the same leverage Deshaun Watson have. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have any leverage because the player is the only person that loses in this situation, not the team. Well, the team loses in performance on the field, but they're not having to pay the guy because they're not showing up. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, I mean, I can see what you're saying. I can see, but I, I don't know. I, I I still think the players do hold some leverage. Again, I I know it's hard to say that when they're the ones under contract and they're the ones that have to play that contract. I mean, obviously we've seen, uh, we saw the same thing with the Texans and Deshaun Watson before as all, all his uh, legal trouble started popping up that they were kind of taking that hard stance as well. Like, hey, either you're playing here or you're not playing at all. So, you know, I think teams fall back or 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 maybe wave the white flag to um, – to the players a little more often than they should, because like I said, you know, and you say they're, they're playing under contract. You signed a contract to be on this team. You committed this team. You're, if you're not playing for this team, you're not going to be playing for anybody else. We're not going to, you know, just give you up just because you're unhappy. Like if, if you're going to be unhappy, well then, you know, you can go away and stay at home and not get paid and be unhappy. Or, you know, that's really your only choice. I think if teams took more of a hard stance there, then we would see less and less of the stuff like this. 
Yeah, I I guess. And it, and Rodgers like wanted them to take the 49ers trade, they said. Like he was upset they didn't accept mm. that trade. So they had a I would say a fairly good offer. You get the third pick in the draft. Yeah. Um to improve your team. And they said no, and you could whatever figure out Jimmy G, whatever, trade him to someone else if you really wanted to. Um, like a pretty a pretty solid offer that the 49ers um gave and and and, and they said no to that. And it's not even a money thing. Like they said, we'll pay you the highest contract in NFL. He didn't care. He doesn't want that. And he does have a gripe with the G, with the GM for not helping him out offensively. Yeah. And everything, it seemed like if there was a rift between him and LaFleur after the first season, up until LaFleur kicking the field goal in the championship game, it seemed like everything was was pretty good between the two of them like they they whatever ironed out everything that was that the problems they had they went 13 and 3 at home field advantage a two straight uh nfc championship games and then he makes a questionable coaching decision for kicking a field goal that they obviously weren't on the same page on but it seems like whatever the play calling was that lafleur definitely let rogers be pretty liberal with the offense and what he was calling and pick and choose when he wanted to call plays and they had a good system going on. So whatever was, was, was patched, whatever was wrong between those two guys in the first season, seems like they worked out, they worked it out for, for this past season. But then when it comes to upper management, that's a little bit harder, I think, especially because you lose your center um, to the chargers and you just really don't help them get any weapons. One of the big things that he was, he was mad about was, um, one of the receivers, Kunfro, last year, I think. Um, yeah. Or Kernfro. Yeah. Th- he wanted to keep him, and they let him go for someone else. That Rodgers wanted them to keep him, and they they kept another guy instead of that guy. And Rodgers was really mad about that. So like any personnel thing, you would even think for what like a third receiver, a fourth receiver, you'd be like, hey, you know what? Why don't we keep a guy that, that Rodgers likes and has good chemistry with? They won't even give that to him. Like, that's just, that's just, it's just throw him a bone. It's so easy to throw this guy a bone here. Well, the, the other thing too, about that wide receiver was that, um, uh, it, it, they released him like just days after Aaron Rodgers was saying how much he liked him and how much he wanted him around. And then like, like I said, like, uh, a day or two later, they, they end up releasing him. And so that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's why Aaron Rodgers ended up, you know, kind of going after this, this GM publicly, you know, publicly, but not, you know I mean? It's not like he was saying anything to the media, but these quote unquote leaks somehow got out. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I think he has a rightful gripe there where it's like, hey, what do I have to do to try to, you know, they how many how many NFC championships have they gone to in the last, you know, 10 years? I mean, at least four, right? I mean, they're always right up, right on the door. He's been to probably five or six in the, a lot. They've He's lost his last four NFC championship games cuz he's these 20 they lost one to Seattle, they lost to Atlanta, and then they've lost the last two. So that's four since, what, 2015? Yeah. I so mean, like, they've had good success. They're right, yeah, they're right there, you know, always knocking on the doorstep. So it's like if they have, a you know, another piece here or there, what, you know, who knows what this team could do on, on that offensive side because their defense is, isn't bad, um, you know, especially since Mike McCarthy has left. It's gotten a little bit better. Jair Alexander has been a great uh, addition for them. Um, but it's like, you know, just give me a little extra help and see, you know, if I, I can't throw the ball to Devontae Adams, because if I remember correctly, Devontae didn't have a great game uh, in the NFC Championship this year. And you get, it's like, well, if I have another option of somebody that I can throw to, I mean, they have all these guys that, that kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, you think of uh, uh, Geronimo, what's uh, what's that fellow's name? Allison. Ali, Geronimo Allison, you know, Valdez Scantling, like all these guys that kind of come out of nowhere and uh, and end up being productive. But it's like, how much of that is Aaron Rodgers and how much is it that they find these diamonds in the rough? It's like, well, hey, you give me a top tier guy. If I'm making these guys better, give me a better guy. Give me a top tier guy and let's see where this thing can really go. Because even Devontae Adams, I believe, was a third or fourth round pick. And, you know, he's flourished into one of the best wide receivers in the game. And uh, not saying that that's all um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but it's like, hey, you know, this guy obviously makes better, makes player, makes, excuse me, makes players better around him and, you know, can really make guys flourish. And like I said, you give him a freak athlete, uh, who knows what, where this guy could go. 
So they lost to the conference championship game with their last four. It was 2014 to Seattle, then uh, 2016 to Atlanta, where they got beat by 23. Then they got drilled by San Francisco 2019, and then last year they lost to Tampa Bay. Um, so so four, that, the, four out of the last seven years, they're in the, net, the NFC Championship game. Yeah. And that, that's the only one other – He's the only other time he's been in the NFC Championship game uh, – or no, he's been there twice because, well, 2007 other county wasn't – he didn't play. But he's only been – he's one in four in conference championship games because the only time he's won one was that one Super Bowl they made in 2010. Yeah. So, um, but like when they were against San Francisco, I think that def- that defense was pretty bad. Like, I don't think anybody really thought they had a chance against San Francisco in 2019, um, or the year 2020, but, or no, that was 20 year 2019. Um, but, uh, yeah, against Atlanta, I don't, they just got out. They just got blitzed at the beginning of the game. I think they were down what 35, nothing or something, I think. Yeah. Um, but and then they improved the defense in the off season coming into this season. Just, but yeah, the biggest thing I just think is that he's just tired of them not giving him another stud wide receiver. Like especially in last last year's draft class when there were tons of receivers there, even in the second round, um, to get. Because they do a solid job of finding receivers late. Like if there's something you get, you give them credit for, it's like hey, you know what? They're not bad at finding receivers like later in the rounds. The guys are always pretty athletic and they can they can do whatever they want to do but it's just like give this guy something something of a top tier uh talent to work with and he's done that with Devonte Adams but it's a uh, definitely the ongoing uh saga right now in the NFL I just don't I just feel like it's hard for them really to um I don't think like they'll come to grips with like trading him to end, like they're definitely like you said, he wants to stay in the NFC for sure. But it sounds like he wants to go to the West Coast. There's no way the Packers trade him to an NFC team. There's no way they do that. Like not a chance. No, I agree 100. percent I think they'd be stupid if they did. You know, you definitely yeah. got to get him out of the division, uh, or excuse me, out of the division for sure, out of the conference, um, and uh, make sure that he doesn't have that chance to come back in and spite you, uh, or, you know, whatever it may be. And one one other thing we we're talking about, you know, adding these players in the draft. What's one of the biggest things they always talk about with the Packers? They never signed free agents outside of the Packers organization, right? Like they went like what, like I forget X amount of years without bringing anybody in that wasn't a free agent from another team. Right. And then yeah. they finally started doing that. It's like, what, what, what's the purpose behind that? Like why, why, what's the purpose? You, you there's so many big time free agents. Guys are getting big contracts left and right. Not saying you got to cut a big contract, but bring some guys in, even some role players that can, you know, be uh, effective in, in that have seen success already in the league. Well, and they did so, that with the Smith guys. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Once they brought in uh Preston Smith and, um, I always forget the other Smith. Zadarius. Uh, yeah, I always want to say Zaire. No, that's not right. Zadarius Smith. So, you know, like I said, they, they finally started bringing guys in outside the organization there. But again, what side of the ball is it? The defensive side of the ball. So it's like, you know, it, you're, you're, you're trying to make improvements, but at the same time, it seems like you're just running on a hamster wheel. Yeah, but that was a needed improvement. Like, I think any Packer fan would tell you, would tell you that year they needed to improve the defense. Like, that was the reason they lost. Um. And those have been pretty good signings, but yeah, no, they they definitely are not helping him out on the uh, off offensive side of the ball. That is for sure. So we'll have to keep. Uh, obviously, we'll keep following and see what's going on with the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation next Wednesday. So next week, next Thursday, we will get the uh, we will get the schedule. Or next Wednesday is the schedule, so we'll take a look at the schedule next Thursday, a little later than normal. And one of the big things that Peter King wrote about is what one of the crossover games this year, the 17th game is Kansas city versus uh, green Bay, obviously a matchup everybody wants with Mahomes versus Rogers, but how are the networks and the NFL is going to handle that uh, scheduling wise and how the schedule, how many games do the Packers get prime time or do they, how do they play with these uh, Packer rumors of the Aaron Rodgers thing? So that will be interesting to see what the schedule yeah, I'm looking to see when that uh, Raiders football team game is because I will be in Vegas for that. Washington? Yep. Um, all right. No, well, it'll be in Vegas. Well, yeah, but I mean Washington playing Vegas. 
Yes. That's what I meant. The Browns have a good road schedule. They had a good road schedule last year. Obviously, it didn't really matter. But this year, they got a good road. They go to Kansas City and they go to Green Bay. So those are two good, uh, good uh, trips to potentially uh, make for that. And then their crossover game is home against uh, Kyler and uh, Arizona. So that shouldn't be too tough. But huh? uh, that that shouldn't be too tough. I'm, I'm still, I'm selling, I'm selling all my, all my Cardinals stock. Not that I had a lot to begin with, but uh, I thought you were big on the Cardinals last year. No, 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 no. My thing is, as long as Cliff Kingsbury is that head coach, they will not. Yeah. But no, yeah. Washington's got a pretty decent road schedule too, because Vegas has already been decided. That's where I'm going, but Buffalo, they're going to Buffalo. That'd be a great one. They're going to Denver. They're going to green Bay. Um, so, you know, those are three, three big ones that, uh, that I'd like to see. And, uh, and, uh, their crossover, they play, uh, Kansas city at home, which whew, that's going to be a doozy. And then they play the chargers too. Well, are they at Kansas city. No, no, they they play, uh, it's at home. Are you sure? I'm looking at it right Is now. Is that the 17th game? No, the 17th game was Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because this year all that, okay. I thought Kansas city was the 17th game because all the, uh, the AFC hosts the 17th game this year. Yeah, that's why I thought that. Um, and then yeah, no, they year... they play the whole AFC West. They play the AFC West this oh, okay, year. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, so the AFC West is going to get three teams in the playoffs then this year. Why? Because they're playing the NFC East. Correct. <laughs> it's the NFC beast, baby. NFC beast. You I saw... mean, the a... what 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 AFC division played the NFC East last year? The uh the North, yeah. Yeah. How many teams did they get in the playoffs? Three? Did they get they three? Yeah, yeah, they got three. Brown Steelers and the uh, uh Ravens. So just keep that going this year. And yeah, the, we the, only we only need one. We only need one spot. No, that's fine, but I'm just saying if you're the AFC team, you gotta be <laughs> looking your chops at you see the NFC East on your schedule, like, oh man, this is the time is right. The time is right to play these guys. No doubt. And no doubt. just early look at it. Two two teams definitely in the NFC or the AFC West have a chance to make the playoffs, and you never know if the Bron- if Drew Lock can figure something out. They might. Yeah, they got a defense that. that is good enough to make the playoffs. I think it's going to be Teddy B in Denver, or Teddy B, whoever. If they could just figure out the quarterback, they they could have a chance to make the uh, playoffs. It is weird. It is going to be weird saying uh, ten and seven and whatever all that. Uh, yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, nine and eight, all that type of deal. Um, going on there. All right, since we're on football, FCS semifinals this week, Ryan. Yep. What do we got? I only got one play. I only got one play. It's two games. I'm only playing one of them, and it's going to be a favorite. It's the it's who I picked uh, to begin with uh, to make the championship, and it's going to be uh, uh, James Madison minus one. Don't sleep on Sam Houston. I said this last week. That's kind of a hedge against myself. Uh, but I, I think James Madison wins outright, uh, obviously laying the one. And I think they make it back to the final. Uh, the other game is Delaware, South Dakota State. South Dakota State is laying nine. Delaware had the upset win last week, um, but I don't think they're able to do it again. I think South Dakota State takes that game. Uh, double digits, though, is a big, big-time spread, so that's why I'm laying off this game and just taking James Madison and laying the one. All right. Uh, those games are on Sunday, I'm pretty sure. I believe you would be correct. Because then the championship. No, no, they're both on Saturday. Oh, they are? Yeah, they are on Saturday. Okay. And then the championship is the following uh, Sunday, the 15th, over in uh, Toyota. I think it's Toyota Stadium, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's always Pizza Hut Park to me. It will always be Pizza Hut Park to me um, over there. All right, to baseball. We had another no-hitter yesterday. We're already at three in May uh on may 5th or may 6th how many more do you think we're gonna get and john means threw it credit to me i bet uh john means was plus money so credit to me he's a good pitcher very good pitcher uh so i was on the right side of that but how many more uh we talked about monday how people we read the article from uh, jason stark in the athletic that it's never been harder for a hitter and three no hitters in the first pretty much month of the season is kind of unheard of um, I saw 1968. They showed a graphic during the Indians game. Is this is that was the last time there were three or the that was the fastest time there's been three hitters since then, 1968. So how many more do you think we get? Well, first I would argue there has been four. No well, hitters thrown. Fourth. Madison Bumgarner. 
Oh, full, well, not yes. Four, f- yes. Nine, a full nine inning game. Yeah. Um, Three official, but I think, I think Mad Bum is getting, is getting, uh, raw dog there a little bit with his. I agree with you and I meant to bring it up sorry but why can't they just put in the record book seven innings yeah if you're gonna make double headers seven innings and a guy throws a seven a seven inning no hitter like it's your rule like look I said this if if the game was rain shortened or had to get called for whatever reason for weather or whatever it might be uh then I could understand it not being official but when the official game is seven innings that's an official game agreed because Zach Gallon pitched the game before him, right? Yeah, and he threw a one hitter. Yes, and that's an official one hitter. Yes. Like if it goes in the one hitters, that's an official one hitter. But oh no, since it's a uh, uh, no hitter, it doesn't count. Like that. First of all, how about was that the Phillies? They did it. Again? Uh, did no, it, it was. I think it was the Braves. It was the Braves. Boy, how about the Braves play fourteen innings? You got one hit <laughs> in two games. That's boy. That's a tough. That's that's tough. One that's a tough hit, day the 14, dish. That's a tough day. Um, and if you're a fan of the Braves, you're like, all right, we got one hit. Maybe the offense comes alive because Bumgarner this year has not been very good. And the Braves' offense has been spectacular. Yes, and you're just like, all right, the offense will come alive. You could have watched 14 innings of your team and saw one hit. Oh, that's a tough six hours spent in front of the TV. There. <laughs> It is, um, but uh, but yeah. So that that's my first gripe is I would I would argue that there's been four no hitters, which is even more spectacular because I was what two weeks ago, uh, yeah. you know. So three no hitters in the first month of baseball. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if like this is either going to go one of two ways. Either we get none, or we get like I would I would say we get like three more. I I think I'm putting if I set the total at two and a half, I'll take the over. Two and a half more. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I, I think I would have to take the the. The over two. I I saw someone say yesterday that a that a book offered like how many how many no hitters this year and the over under was two and a half. Oof. It already hit. Like I don't know what the odds were or anything, but they said oh the over unders for for this year for a no hitter was two and a half. Yeah. And you're already sitting uh um you're already sitting uh pretty on that one. Yeah, and the other thing too is uh you know, we talk about Rod- uh, Carlos Rodon's uh, no-no. That was one out away from being a perfecto. And then, two. Uh, or two outs away from being a perfecto, correct? Yeah. Um, and uh, yesterday means he strikes a guy out and the guy gets on because it was a drop third strike. So, I mean, you're, you're, that's the only guy that reached base. And so he didn't walk a guy. There was no errors, didn't hit anybody. The only guy that reached base struck out. So, I mean, you're, you're that close away from being, uh, you know, perfecto too. So we're, we're, we're almost talking about two perfectos in, in the first month and a week of a season. So that's even more spectacular. So, yeah, I'd say, like I said, if you set the total at two and a half going forward, I'm taking the over. I would think so, too. And means faced the minimum 27 hitters because yeah. the guy tried to steal and he got thrown out. Yeah. So he faced the minimum. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, impressive. All right. I got us. Yankees Astros is going on this week. I look every whatever the Astros cheated. We all know it. They didn't. We talked about last last year. They were the luckiest crew of the bunch, not having to face the the fans last year. So now they're getting it to it this year. But this is to me for the Yankees fans. This just seems like the biggest sore loser type of thing out there. Like a lot of people. Like if you want to boo them, they got the Dodgers went to go boo them when. When when they were in town and 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 Oakland and Anaheim and like fine if you want to but it's just it just seemed like I think we just kind of need to get over it I don't know I could not agree more like let it go (laughs) let it go it's like like and I'm and you know what I'll be the first one when I hear an Astros fan talk about how they're an Astro fan. I'll be the first one to start busting their balls immediately. For sure. Uh, I have I have a kid that uh, that uh, I give lessons to uh, twice a week. His whole family, big big Astros fans. He's like I think he's like ten or eleven, and every single time we see each other, he says something about the Yankees, and I say something about the Astros. Like it's just one of those things. Like and you know it, it all shapes and sizes. I'll make fun of an Astros fan. It's no big deal. But when the biggest dork move was when. Like seven people in the crowd decided to turn their back while while the Astros were hitting. That was more than seven people. 
it, but it wasn't it wasn't enough to be like oh man that was that was pretty cool it was like it was like three rows of a section uh at least that's what it looked like to me maybe it was more than that but i was like you are the biggest losers like i'm I, like i'm cool with the signs i'm cool with the booing like whatever but after i don't even know i'd have to look i don't know how many times how many more times the yankees play the astros i probably definitely not at home again uh um, oh this is the only trip so you know you know in that state in that case okay fine get your money's worth uh you know but if if they face them in the playoffs this season which i mean that's a tall order for both guys both teams right now both of them aren't uh playing too hot like just let it go like let it be it is what it is it happened a lot of people forget that the yankees may or may not have been mentioned in some of those rumblings i can neither confirm nor deny uh but you know they were kind of thrown around in those in those conversations of uh of where carlos beltran got these ideas from but uh Either way, it's like, all right, I, like, like it's it's done, it's over with. The funny thing is, though, that Altuve absolutely crumbles when anybody boos him. It is, yeah, and someone who owns him on his fantasy team, it's a tough scene. <laughs> so you need him to get out of New York ASAP, huh? I'm, I'm looking forward to him to getting out of New York ASAP. Um, no, look, it is funny that he just crumbles. And I saw, like, Carlos Correa say these fans have been so mean to him. Like, it's classic. Get a, for, Carlos, get over yourself. Like, Altuve, grow a backbone here. Like, this is what's going to... This this is what's going to take you over the edge and just crumble like get like all sides are at fault. I will say the 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 did you see on Twitter the guy that bought an Oscar the Grouch costume? I did not see that. Okay, there was a guy that bought an Oscar the Grouch costume, like a full body costume, and it had a trash can like painted on. And he goes, "This is the only way to get a trash can inside the stadium." So I ordered this like a month ago, and it was back ordered. I was worried it wasn't going to get here in time. Like credit to that Yankees fan that boarded the Oscar the Grouch thing. Like that's very funny. That's commitment um, right there. But like the Yankees fans turning their back, I thought that was dumb. Are they turning? They're 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 turning their back on the Astros, but not on Domingo Herman, who was suspended last year for domestic uh, for violate or for uh, a domestic abuse situation he has. They're totally fine with him. They'll they'll cheer him, but they'll turn their back on the on the cheaters of the Astros. That seems like a little moral. Uh, they've lost the moral high ground there on that. Well, I'll turn my back on Domingo Herman because he stinks this year. Oh, that's what I'll turn my back on. <laughs> yeah, <him>. but <laughs> but um, the, the, no turning their back on Araldis Chapman or Domingo Herman. Araldis Chapman shot a gun at a woman. Um, oh, we're fine with there because he throws 101 and gets pretty much everybody out. But uh, uh, the integrity of baseball, the, that's brought into question. We'll, and we'll uh, gladly turn our back on them. Um, but uh, no, I'm just so tired of the whole just like, and look, I think we're both on. If you want to boo, boo them. That's fine. It's just like we got to move on. And don't the Yankees have a? Aren't they trying to like get a, a a court document like sealed still, like not come public because of their potential? Uh, but that was a story last year. They had this court document. They're going to court to try to get something sealed to to have it remain sealed for signs or something like that. No one really but, knows what it's about. Again, I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> these statements. <laughs> Um, so that's a yes. Um, but, uh, I've been watching a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball boy, Ryan, I don't know if you saw this, but Angel Hernandez has had quite a couple of few days out there. Umpire. The fact that this guy is still an umpire <laughs> and I know the only reason like MLB has come out and said, this guy stinks at his job. Why this can't guy they fire him because of the union, because they should still be able to fire him. If you're incompetent at your job. Then you should there. I don't care what union, you know, whatever the rules of a union are. If you cannot do your job to just even the most like basic levels, then there's no reason why. Like part of me, like I would not be uh, shocked if somebody investigated him and he was, you know, tied up in some some Tim Donahue's type stuff because the <laughs> the just absolute blatant misses and just like. Doesn't even seems like he gives a shit one way or the other. It's like it's just it's wild and baffling. Like <laughs> you absolutely see the one on Tuesday, or Tuesday night. Yes, with the foul, the fly ball in right center field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what do you? That's what I mean. Like, just absolutely unreal. Like, not even close. Like everyone saw that. And if you're a major league umpire, shit, I have these little 
pimple face 18 year olds uh, umpiring our games they could have seen that and they sometimes look like they have blinders on it's like i i don't understand how this guy has a job how he continuously gets rolled out behind home plate with his atrocious tr floating strike zone that uh, nobody knows where it is he doesn't know where it is until the ball may or may not cross the plate till it hits the catcher's glove it's just it is wild and it, you, you want to talk about disgrace to the game angel hernandez you want it to talk about bad. disgrace to the game power rankings angel hernandez one astros two if <laughs> as far as Rob i'm Manfred three yeah absolutely the angel the funniest thing about the angel i was livid tuesday night about the the fly ball because they just gave a runner third base. Which like, when have they ever done that? Like, ever you play you play it out. You play or it you out. put him back at if you keep him on, put him at back at second. You just grant him a base. Yeah, like, like that. that I was I was furious. But then the funniest thing was later that night, Jose Ramirez clearly beats out a ground ball and he calls him out. Yeah, and and then he's the crew chief, so he's got to be the guy that hears New York. And that review literally took 20 seconds. Like, I had the radio broadcast on, synced up to the sound, and the Indians play-by-play -play guy, Tom Hamilton, who hates Angel Hernandez, was like, 10, nine eight counting down he goes up oh, there it is like perfectly sync countdown for when the for when the uh view wasn't overchanged but then last night whatever i don't know if jose ramirez got hit by a pitch it could have hit his finger that was hard to tell probably shouldn't have been called hit by a pitch but he nailed a balk call last night and the royals just lost it they had no composure and that's a thing. If you're dealing with Angel Hernandez, I feel like as a team, you have to realize there are going to be bad calls and you have to compose yourself. And the Royals last night just crumbled. They just crumbled last night. They had no composure. And the Indians the night before, when I'm yelling at the TV, file this game under protest. Why are we not protesting this? Everybody's like, why is this game not under protest? Francona handled it. As much as I Francona can get on my nerves, handled it like... Someone that's been around the game of baseball a while and said, all right, you know what? We'll just take it. We'll just take what happened. Deal with it. It's Angel. He says, Angel, this only happens when you're around. And they came back and won the game. And last night, the uh, Royals just crumbled when Angel Hernandez actually made the right ball call. They just they just couldn't comprehend uh, Angel Hernandez umpiring. And, and, and it showed they, they, they blew another late lead. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's Angel Hernandez, like unreal. Just and then and then I'm going at it with some. Well, I I was trolling last night in the Royals. I'm like, oh man, what did I even say? I uh, I said, oh, I I said, uh, probably should have a manager that's able to compose himself with dealing with I don't know one or two bad calls. And then a couple of Royals fans are going at me like it's just a culmination of everything. And I was like, did you watch the game Tuesday night on what happened with the Indians? <laughs> like like this was both ways crickets from those so we're just taking w's against the royals all over the place right now. <laughs> on the twitter streets on the field all over the place um, yeah but uh, angel hernandez what a guy what a guy um all right and then quickly we'll wrap up so these new the nils for college athletes are uh getting passed in a bunch of states i think we're now up to 12 states that have passed them georgia was the latest state to pass it yesterday. And in the Georgia law, this is one that has not been, I've, I've done my research, this is one that has not been put in in other uh, states. But in the Georgia bill, now this seems kind of besides the point, but the whole NIL thing is so athletes can take endorsement, can get endorsement money. In the NIL in Georgia, there is a law that allows the school to take up to 75% of an athlete's endorsement income and then that cut of the 75% would be deposited into a pool for all the athletes at the school and then redistributed upon the athlete's graduation. That is besides the whole point of the NIL law. Now, mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. If, like, Kirby Smart is, is say, JT Daniels signs a $100,000 endorsement deal, Kirby Smart has the option of saying, hey, we'll take 70 grand of that and put it in the pot. Chances are Kirby Smart is not going to do that because that's going to be a recruiting uh, problem for him and not going to work out. But the fact that that's even in the law, I think, is is ridiculous. Really, the whole thing is for athletes to get it, and now you're just be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna keep this in the pot until you graduate. Like the whole point is you get money while you're in college, not when you graduate. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point is, you know, these kids are, are, you know, struggling to, to get some extra cash for whatever it may be, uh, you know, legal or otherwise. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that just kind of defeats the entire purpose of it. And, you know, Georgia has been on the hot seat recently with a couple of their voting, uh, selections, but, uh, this, this one, this one might be the worst one of them all. This is just typical Brian Kemp, the governor, trying to do his uh, trying to whenever you think you might do something right for like the lower worker, which is the student athlete in this. So, no, you know what? We're just going to take that away. Like this. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. And I don't really see how any. any it's going to fo- kill recruiting. Well, again, I, mean, I don't know. Kill. It's going to it's going to hurt it. Well, again. It's in there, but schools aren't going to really do this. Like, that's the thing. It's up to the school to, to enact this provision in the law. Like, if you're smart, and if you're Kirby smart, you don't do this. Because you, will, you, won't, you won't get recruits coming to you. Yeah. Like, the whole point is to, like, the states that are doing this are trying to create a recruiting advantage right now before the, before the bill is passed uh, federally. Um, so the states are trying to get ahead of this. But, like... Why would Kirby Smart? Who's the Georgia Tech football coach? I don't even know who that is. Calvin um, Johnson. Yeah, Calvin Johnson. Whoever that guy, like, they would not. They're not going to sign up for that because they know what a, they're the basketball coaches. Tom Crean, he's still at Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, and Josh Painter, like those guys for basketball, they're not going to be like they're not going to go in the eighties and say like we need to do this. No, they all know it's a bad idea, but it's just there if they want to do it, I guess. Yeah, I, I I suppose that that's true. Uh, but even the fact that like you know, what if you're you know a uh, four star wide receiver or something like that, like, and that the fact that that could be an option, you know, versus if you go to Texas or something like that, you know, you're you're where you that's not even a possibility to happen. And then the other thing too is, sure, coaches won't do that. But what's stopping them from hanging that over a kid's head? Like, hey, you don't do this, this, and this. Like, you can say goodbye to seventy-five percent of that uh, uh, NIL stuff that uh, you know that you're that should be coming your way, right? Because we have the right to do that, you know. And I, I wouldn't put it past coaches to 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 do that. Maybe not head coaches, but position coaches or or something like that. Guys that are trying to maybe light a fire. That's going to be one of the first things they might go to. Is hey, you know, you straighten up, or hey, you better figure this shit out, or you can say goodbye to seventy-five percent of your cut of the money that you're supposed to be getting. Well you, well, you know what the player does, and they say, I'm out. See you later. And they use their one free transfer, and they get out of there. Yeah. And they could be like, well, you know what? I'm transferring my ass out of here. And then it's a, we're in an old, uh, now we're in the new age college football standoff. You're taking away my sponsorship money, and I'm threatening to transfer. And then that, then we got a real showdown on our hands. Yeah. But I also assume that in recruiting, Kirby Smart, you would think, hopefully, a family knows that this is in the law. And they'll be like, what What are your thoughts on this? That this will be hashed out before or during the recruiting process. Yeah. That's what you would hope uh, happens there. So uh, do you have anything else before we wrap up? Um, I do not. We're not running any F1 this week? No, there is F1. Okay. Give me Max Verstappen and Louis Hamilton. Uh, it's pretty. They're still plus money somehow. I mean, I'm, I'm, four, I'm four and oh right five. now. I'm four and huh? zero right. I'm four and zero right now. I don't know if there's a hotter F one uh, well, better in the been world. Three races. Then I'm three and zero. Yes, those are the only two that have won races so far. Um, but uh, it's not really that hard to bet F one if you bet the winner. Um, but uh, yeah, they're in Spain this week. Uh, seems like a lot of people don't like the track at Barcelona. They say it's pretty boring. So we'll have to see. Uh, but that's a Sunday at uh, eight a.m. So uh, a little pre pregame, the Mother's Day brunch with a little F1 in Spain. One last quick thing. One last quick thing. Again, we always talk about uh, the parallels of the sports world and this this uh, this show. And we had some history made this earlier this week. What is it? Uh, the Cavs and Suns. Oh, yeah. Overtime tied. And the Suns are the first team in 30 years to cover a double-digit spread yeah. going into overtime. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I'm so out on the Cavs. Anderson Vergeau, you never know, man. He could turn I it just, around for him. Why? What? What are, what are they doing? I, like yeah, that's. that's a, I have no idea. That's. A, I read that's a total Dan Gilbert move, which doesn't surprise me. Well, but yeah. Um, but uh, it's just everything they do. It was a, no one wants it. But ever, there's just such a. 
I really, they should be firing Kobe Altman at the end of the season. Like he shouldn't really be the general manager of this team. And then they're going to give like a max contract to Colin Sexton in the off season, which they shouldn't. And then $20 million to Jared Allen, which I don't think I'd be opposed to, but not with a max to Colin Sexton. They're, 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 they're just Dan Gilbert is the luckiest man on earth that LeBron James is alive. <laughs> Seriously. He is his record without LeBron James is so bad. Like he hasn't even made the playoffs with without LeBron. I don't think he's even sniffed tenth in the East without LeBron. I'd say, have they been over five hundred without LeBron? No, never, never been over five hundred without LeBron under Dan Gilbert's ownership. Never, never even been close. So he is just god awful, and he just he just doesn't let the people, the good people they have, run the organization. We don't need to get uh, talking on the Cavs. We'll, we'll sign Kevin Porter, or we'll let Kevin Porter Jr. go because he's a little bit of a hothead, but he's the best player we drafted in that class. But we'll we'll, we'll then bring in, uh, we can't deal with that, but we'll bring in uh, Anderson Verge. Unbelievable. <laughs> Guy hadn't played Pro Bowl in two years. You know, he said he was working on his garage. See, I thought I was under the impression maybe he was playing down in Brazil or something. No, he hadn't been playing in Brazil <clears throat> for two years. Yikes. And I, I seriously thought, like, when they said, oh, we're signing Verge, I was like, hey, you know, it's a one-day deal, like, blah, 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 this and that. And then they're like, well, the Cavs are still working on a roster spot situation. What are we doing? Like, he played last night when they were down 40. Cool. Good. It's a nice moment for him, but. Who's the youngest guy on the team? Do you know? The youngest guy? Yeah. Probably, I don't know, Okoro, he's 19. Yeah, so Anderson Verge could probably be his dad's age. Uh, I don't know how old Verizhou is. He's 38. He's 38? Yeah. 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 38. Hadn't played in the NBA since the Cavs beat the Warriors in the finals. So Cora was 20. Okay, he was drafted when he was 19 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But all right. We'll end it there. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Dan Gilbert's terrible. And the problem is you can't say anything bad about Dan Gilbert because he just had a stroke. <laughs> so you're just in a, you're in a, that was a, you're just in a tough spot. It's hard to criticize it. Like, and it you say, oh, I a hope stroke he... of genius. No, it's not. That's not <laughs> true. That's not a stroke of genius, but it's like, oh, you hope he's back fully healthy. But it's like, someone's like, well, he just had a stroke. I mean, what? I can't criticize him as an owner. Ugh, just a <laughs> bad situation all around. Bad situation all around. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening uh, for real this time. We'll, we'll be back on Monday.